Well, fellas, Chad. Yes. Patrick, Chad. Hey. What episode Season's is this? Season's greeting. This is episode <laughs> number 99 of Slappercast. Oh. 99. Wait a minute. That means that in four episodes, it'll be 103. Is that what? <laughs> 99 red wait. baboons floating baboons. in red, red... Oh, dead baboons, right? Dead baboons. Dead there baboons. you go. Yeah. I remember there was a story somewhere because, you know, back then, back in the 80s, when that song, 99 Nina. Red Balloons, Nina Hagen, mm-hmm. somewhere I heard some, through somewhere that there was a video of her with her shirt off. And being a teenage boy in the 80s, you wanted to see Nina Hagen with her shirt off. Yeah. I want to see 99 Red Baboons. Dead baboons. No, red baboons. Oh, red baboons. Red, you said well, red they got baboons. The, if you well, look at I the guess they're all red. If you, back end, if, you, if you look at the back end of a baboon, it's going to be very red. That's what I said. Like my new red shoes. Yeah. Very nice. Angels want to wear my red shoes. Ah. I bought them. And dance the blues. Here we go. <laughs> Chad's like, oh, I Chad's can't. Like, oh, I can't. I bitch. can't. Well, what's, uh, what's happening? It's, uh, it's, well, it's we're, Christmas week. We are recording the show early. It actually is. Tuesday, the day that the the episode with Ash Stone came out. Yep. Uh, which, by the way, if you haven't seen that yet, you got to see it. I, I think what it's a, a what a monster. Yeah. What episode is that? Ninety eight. That's ninety eight. Yeah. <laughs> you just did the math. Wow. <laughs> I yeah. count. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, uh, yeah, but uh, Ash is a fantastic player. Fantastic. What person. a what a. I mean, and just one. You know. Uh, I always talk about, you know, my, my, my time, you know, my good friend, Doug Stanhope, you know, cause that's it really the only famous person I've ever met. No, but, no, but seriously, it was just every story he has is Van Morrison, Sinead O'Connor, Kirsty McCall. I mean, on and on and on and on and on. All these people are just, God damn me, what a beast. And then you hear him play and you're like, Oh my God, I love. Him. Yeah. But it, it, just me asking him about Rick Wakeman, which was an interesting enough thing, led into all this other stuff too. I, was, uh, I watched that too. I watched his uh, show in in Cuba. In Cuba, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, yeah, you know, they, they they need to turn all the comments off on all the fucking videos. Uh, it's it, it's it's horrendous to see. You know the, the, these these you know I guess they were called armchair quarterbacks. Is that what you call the people that that you know that spectators you know the spectators with big mouths Mm -hmm. they do that and these people just got way too much time in their hands you know to go in and critique all the stuff and you know just go through the band yeah that's just like i understand it however the the um the performance you know that that was his first show you know Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, remember? Yeah. Okay, I gotta check it out now. Yeah, yeah. I so time to check it out. It's the first show, and he has to do a drum solo, and he's telling us how he's freaked out about having to play a drum solo that's as long as a cup, longer than a cup of tea because he has to you know, have it make it sit down. Note to self: Never join an English band. <laughs> <laughs> I found that, that I, I put the time time stat for that for that moment where he does a drum just about yeah. halfway through the show. But it doesn't look like, of course, you know, professional, it's not going to. But, you know, I was kind of listening to the story. I said, oh, you, you know, we're going to be, you know, we're going to see back. We're going to see the back of this. No, you're not. No, yeah. you're not. No, you're no, going to, no. you, you, you know, you don't know. Yeah. He's, he's, he's just such a great, like we're talking about, so, so good at improv. He loves doing that just like, just like you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see he's, he's, 
he's got a, a look of concentration on it, but it's like he, you could tell he's in full control, total control of where he, where he, where he was and what he was doing in that moment. But I, I went, I wouldn't watch the Zildjian thing again after his description of that moment the, when he's like, <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's so beautiful that moment. Well, it's funny that he discussed like thinking that through, like, yeah, yeah. You know, what am I going to do here? Yeah. Kind of a thing. And I could do this. I could do that. And we got to the point, he just did that. And it was just way better than I would rather hear that and watch that than hear anybody play a barrage of notes through that yeah. break. You know, yeah. it was just like, it was the coolest, hippest thing. And, you know, Patrick's description of it, the way he felt and the way he'd seen the audience react. That's how you're supposed to feel when you see that. Yes. Something like that happen. You're supposed to be like, holy shit, that was awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And then, you know, in, in, you know, to stop us now from reliving that whole doing an, <laughs> doing an episode on just regurgitating that episode, it, it, it's it, if you haven't watched it, like Chad said, just go, just just go back one episode, and have a look. Uh, I think you'll be extremely extremely entertained. Yeah. And speaking of entertaining, our good friend June Narnia has arrived back on the scene. Not only has she sent me that home a wonderful T shirt with the sleeves already removed. But she all she also called me begging last week, begging to come on Slappercast with Blackguards. Did she? Yes. Really? Begging. I mean, I can't tell if that's true or not. You're not supposed to. Oh, yeah. I guess we'll have to find out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Spencer just I mean, me. tears. You know, you know, just raised 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 voices everything what can i do what can it so it started off with a nice t-shirt and uh kind of a kind of an offering yeah just yeah. You, know, you know so anyway all these and, and and again if you're a new if you're a new viewer to slabbercast welcome if you're if you're an old one welcome um but if you've if you've if you've remembered you know throughout the thing we've talked about june narnia from uh, um not oklahoma what is it omaha Oklahoma, Omaha, yes, and and June has been. I've been a fan of June's for so many years, and uh, anyway, so she sent me a lovely, a lovely, um, the, you know, the, the, I think the greatest Christmas T-shirt ever made. Also, we want to thank Ellen and Brian Reeves in College Station, Texas, snacks. Falala. Wait. Yeah. What fa-la-la, a la la. No, no, no. It's just falala. And and we want to thank everybody for uh, watching and sharing and commenting on our video. Which uh, I'm glad we didn't turn the comments off on that. Some great. I thank Bob it's Mills coming. It's for coming. his Christmas card. Oh yeah. Thank I'm jumping you. in. I'm jumping in. Huh? Bob's an avid viewer, friend of mine. Went to high school with, grew up with, up in, up in, uh, up in uh, New Hampshire. New, New Hampshire. And uh, sent us a Christmas card, so that was fun. Thank you, Bob. And Bob's also been responsible for, I, I want to say, 10, maybe 15 Slappercasts. Probably. Close to the East, yeah. So, chiming, in, chiming in with some, some yeah, good some questions, questions. Some good thoughts, yeah. And uh, June Narnia has also asked questions, too, but they've been way too explicit. We just couldn't, we couldn't put them on air, but that's okay. The, uh, we certainly appreciate you, June. You know who you are. So, uh, yeah, and, and, and Brian and Ellen, thank you for that. That was lovely. They uh, said, they said, fa-la-la, that, 
That reminds me of you guys that got a parcel this morning. <laughs> so good timing, good timing. But yeah, uh, um, we were talking about uh, our Christmas song, Every Day is Christmas, and also Fairy Tale of New York. And the reception has been, the response has been exceptional. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had more people tell me that I point at, at Eric because, uh, because uh, Leslie is... Uh, uh, tightly connected, if you know know what I mean, to Eric. But uh, I've had more people say her voice, her singing, her performance on that was outstanding, exceptional, beyond what they expected. So that was that was great because nice th- that, that's how that's how that's how that record dies is a poor you know secondary performance. You know, like our you know second the, the or your comments get turned duet. off on YouTube because the. Performance is so poor, John Bo Jovi. Yes. <laughs> I tell you that? You know that? You put it in a text. Oh, the uh, comments on his video have been turned off. Oh, up, that's up right. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. suck so badly. Yeah. There's yeah, no- and if you haven't seen uh, John Bon Jovi's Fairy Tale of New York, you well, you can't see it, but you can hear it. It's on YouTube. <laughs> and it's... Uh, that was that was the uh, That was the first time I've ever, I think I've ever seen on a, you know, on a, somebody with that many subscribers or listeners or whatever viewers or whatever it is the that the the likes and the dislikes were yeah way 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 out of proportion yeah you know as far as fans go but yeah did they turn likes off too i don't remember i have to they take sh- a look they probably at should have we, yeah next time we get a chance to look at it but oof oof <laughs> yeah what did what did uh, what did steve lillywhite say uh I know it was a waste of time, but yeah, it was the the first part that was the, but the second part it was, the, it was uh, I could look it up. Unnecessary. Yes. Unnecessary. Yes. Waste, waste of time. time. Yes, yes. Oh, shot through their heart. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. Steve Lillywhite, White, who produced the Pogues original for those who don't know. Yes. The one comment that actually made me physically laugh was something like, he's trying to sound like Darby O'Gill, but he comes off as shame, shame as McFucknuts. <laughs> Uh, I was just like, oh, that's 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 that means being funny. Yeah, and again, you know, without without completely trying to bury the guy, you know, uh, which the, the annoying thing is that he's extremely generous. He's he's such a he he he's what everybody with that amount of money should be is mm-hmm. just so generous and so such a big heart. You know, just um, mm-hmm. It yeah. just doesn't give him the right to fuck up that song. <laughs> no. Well, again, we're 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 very conscious of that song. And again, we've I've probably spoken ad nauseum now. Of, I mean, just it's it's a song that means a lot to so many. And if you do it wrong, you know, again, we 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 really did. We thought about this song for a long time before actually doing it. And I've seen the you know the the. the you know, I've seen the people that have, have ruined it and done good jobs of it, and blah blah blah. And um, uh, I, you know, I wanted to do a little bit more of our style, you know, which which I think we accomplished. Yeah. Um, and uh, but but again, w- with somebody like John Bajovi, I could see how it would be, and it would be enticing to think that's a, it's such a lovely melody, and it's such a mm-hmm. the the song is so poignant, you know, for this time of the. The, the 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 calendar you know mm. and to, to so i understand why you would want to do it but you gotta have and everybody that i've talked to has said 
uh, well, doesn't he have people that say, no, 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 you know, don't you, you know what I mean? Because we've had, we've had that. We, we've, I guess we learned every day is Christmas at the same time. I showed you guys in the studio. We played it and recorded it that day. And there was, you know, things that we tried to do a second, you know, yeah, but yeah. we all can go, nah. Yes, yeah, it's working. Yeah. 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 And it's, yeah. you know, yeah. so, so, so you just wonder. And again, the other thing too is, is, is on, on that, on that record with, with the, with, all the stuff at your disposal, you know, it just seems like he went for the cheap, you know, let's go to Walmart instead of going <laughs> to the, yeah, you know, I don't, you know, especially the, the absence of a, of a, somebody do, there's no duet, you know, in the song. It's, it's, that would have actually probably, it would have helped it. Him. Yeah. yeah. It would have helped it a little to bit. Have a, 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 a female singer. It could have been anybody. He could have got somebody famous. He could have got Richie just, Sambuca? just a Richie Sambuca or uh, Tino, T- Tino Torres or Chico. Yeah. T- Tico, it's Tico Torres. We know, yeah. we know who he is. Yeah. And I would, I don't know who produced that record, but I, I would shift some of the blame to the producer too, because that's yeah. their job is to make sure it doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah. And who so, allowed him to kind of sing in that faux, whatever, whatever dialect he was trying to sing. The, the girl's part. And I just couldn't, what the fuck is he? I don't know. Just yeah. do that. Yeah. Be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that. I don't listen to that much Bon Jovi, so I don't really know. Ah, you've heard enough of it to know what goes on. Yeah. 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 It's my life. Hey, that's pretty good. Thank you. So, anyway. So, we do have a question from our friend Garrett Mahaney. Oh. Last week. Garrett, isn't that Nikki's husband? It, it is. is. I only know Nikki. I don't know Garrett that well. Well, you, it's better to know Nikki than know you. Let me what? pull this up real quick. <laughs> it's a holiday. You've got to behave no, yourself. No, I love Garrett. I love, love Garrett and Nikki. They came to Ireland with us. Nice. And they have two adorable young, young sons, and they're just, uh, just wonderful people. And, uh, they moved to Dallas, so they lost a little bit of mm, some cred. Yeah. What's the question, Chad? He's coming to it. He's good. He, oh uh, yeah, Garrett asked. Uh, the new video made me think of a good slapcrass question. If each if each band member had to take a new position, meaning a, a change instruments, play a different instrument, what lineup? What would the lineup be? If we're all playing different instruments, I'm on drums. Don't even ask. What What would the lineup be that we could actually get through? He says a full set. I don't. I don't think that's possible. At least, maybe, let's say a couple songs. <laughs> what would the lineup be? I can do a full set. I think we'd yeah. have uh, at least two drummers in the band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even know. I could. Can I you? could. I could. I, I could. Be, I know this is not a, a, a an instrument in this band, but I could definitely pull off playing something on keyboards more than I could playing a guitar. Or really? Bass. Oh yeah. I can play. I can play piano. It's a, it's a percussive instrument. Yeah, and I can. I can read. I mean, I, I understand how chords work, and I can. Yeah. I can figure it out. But as we know, that he played glockenspiel. What happens with kind of left-handed as a human being? Although I did try to just kind of do, and I learned guitar right-handed when I took my guitar class in college a year, a thousand years ago. But I mean, I don't know where notes are. I can, say, yeah. show me where the notes are for this entire song for every song that we're going to play tonight. Guitar can be painful too if you haven't played it a lot because yeah. the lack of calluses once they go away. Well, if I got a good, if I you won't to, make it through a whole set. Well, what would you play? You'd probably play guitar. <laughs> play drums? No, I mean I would love to. Oh my god, I would love to play drums, but I've I don't you know I haven't done it enough. I don't know how to do it. I can I fake mean, it. If it's all open string stuff, I'm your man on the bass. <laughs> okay, you're a pretty good thumb. Yeah, yeah. Drums, I can I definitely can see you doing that for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I've seen him do I, it. I could do. Uh, I could do. I could do bass. Um, mm-hmm. I could definitely do fiddle. It's fucking easy. Uh, 
<laughs> we have done just as a, a joke. We did that at least once. I remember we did it at uh, what was the name of that? Uh, not uh, was it Churchill's? Was it Churchill's Pub? We we all we rotated instruments. I think you were on drums. I don't. I, I was no on guitar. Of this at all? And, and are you uh, sure you're not? And Christmas Mike Barrett. was playing fiddle. Oh, God. It, it was Who? Just, Mike was on on the fiddle for one song, and it was it maybe it wasn't a whole song. Maybe we, we might have just made some noise and the, as a joke, and then went but went, went back to our instruments. Yeah, that that was probably the change, Chad. <laughs> the- this was a long time ago. Yeah, this was, was a whole other lineup. But anyway, yeah, we and we used to. I mean, Patrick and I used to switch guitar and bass all the time. For that's how we used to do Psycho Killer back in the day. Well, that makes and, that makes sense because you both can play those instruments. But yeah, yeah, I just have. I've dedicated myself to just so much drummy percussion and stuff that I. Well, we can play a G chord on the guitar. Yes, you can. That's you all know I can you, do. you know your G's. But we um, we we've talked uh, at length about, and again ad nauseum, you know we've talked about drummers that should not have taken the front of the stage. Dave Grohl, Phil Collins. Oh yeah. Uh, well, Phil Collins isn't really a drummer. Glenn Glenn. No, not well, Collins is a great drummer. Yeah, yeah, great drummer. And 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 the fact that he can't play anymore, so he sings. Eh, I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, he gets a pass. Yeah, because he's actually. I mean, I can't forgive him for Susudio, but I mean, I forgive <laughs> him for a lot of things. Uh, but uh, Don Henley sucks. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, I said Glenn, but I was thinking Don. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil and Karen Carpenter probably are, are okay, but Dave Grohl, stop, man! I'm, I'm all grolled out. Oh, I, I was grilled out. I was grilled out. out before uh, the the Foo Foo, Foo the Fighters. The first Foo Fighters record, I was like, okay, cool. He's got he's doing this now. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was like, just fucking, I can't deal with no. That. And, yeah. and the other thing that bothers the piss out of me too is, that, hey, let's record with him and him and him and her and her and her and him and him and him and him and, and on and on and on. no, just, just do your stuff. Stop it. You know, just. Yeah. Um, but I mean, such a great drummer. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the Queens of the Stone Age, mm-hmm. you know, when I saw him play drums on that, and then I saw him play drums with Lemmy, mm-hmm. and I saw him play, I was like, yeah, that's where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Don't j- and, 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 and the Foo Fighters, it was the same. It's like they're playing the same chord and shouting the same note for just an ungodly amount of time. And then the, so then I said, all right, so I'll, I'll, I'll eat those words, and I'll sit on his, uh, you know, all the fire that I've spat for <laughs> years on this shit. And I watched them at Wembley. I said, because if you got into Wembley, you definitely go. And it was, I mean, just paint drying. Fuck me. Just shoot me in the fucking eye. Really? Yeah. It was so bad. It was so fucking. And, and I, what's, it, what's your drummer's name? Taylor Hawkins. Taylor. What a beast. Oh, yeah. Put him in the front. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. The problem is you have two really great drummers in that band and only one of them plays drums. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was, a, you know, a totally different kind of band, but that was kind of cool when while he still could do it for Genesis fans that Phil, when oh, he, Phil when Thompson. he had a moment, cause they had so many long instrumental parts, he would go back and they both play at the same time. There's a great yeah. thing. There's, there's this tour. This is from God, a thousand years ago. And it's, it's, it's actually, it's actually a, a Phil Collins tour. And the stage was like a circus tent and it's in the uh, open up and the, the circus tent opened up and the band was back there. Mm-hmm. This is probably 92 ish around that era. And, um, he did this drum duet with Chester Thompson that was so melodic. They were amazing, so rhythmically yeah. driving, so fucking good. It was just like, oh, that's why. That's right. He does play drums because you know, you're so used to seeing him up front singing. He went back there and he and Chester just tore this thing up. 
It's probably on the YouTube somewhere, but yeah, it was I, fantastic. I, I only want to see him do drums. I, I mean, I just, yeah. that's all I want to see. Yeah. And his kid, his kid's fucking <clears throat> ridiculous on it. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I remember I saw them last year or something like that. And his, I, I knew that his son was playing drums, and he's like eighteen or nineteen years old. But I was like, wow, this kid is yeah awesome. Nick, uh, Nick, Nick Collins is his name. And then he played piano on a song while he, his dad sat with him and just did a little duet kind of. Thing. That was cool. nice. But, Nobody um, else gives Mariah Carey enough uh, props as a drummer. She's a great. I don't know if you know that, but she's a. She's got a definitely. She 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 owns a nice pair of bongos. Wait, what? <laughs> I was just trying to get. Yeah, I don't know if they're real or not. They might be synthetic. Yeah, synthetic heads on those. The ones you plug in. Yeah. So who's some other people who switched instruments during their career? Well, to answer your your buddy's question, our buddy's question. Drums, guitar, and there's no piano in the band. But I can play keyboard, bass, mm-hmm. maybe. Anyway, so. yeah. But yeah, keyboard. I feel definitely more comfortable playing that or piano. But who else has switched instruments? I was just thinking, this and is, you could sing too. Uh, yeah, yeah. You want to hear it? Give me something. Yeah. And then, then this this example. La, I la, 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 la. See, <laughs> this, this example I only think of because it's uh, a lot of people don't know it because it was before he got famous. But Tom Petty started off as a bass player. And um, and Mudcrutch, he's their original band. Well, so did Waylon Jennings. Did he really? He played bass in Buddy Holly's band. Oh, I didn't even know that. What you plane crash. Welcome to Slappercast. Learn something new. Yeah. When the Big Bopper and mm-hmm. uh, Richie Valens and Buddy Holly died, Waylon was playing bass uh, with uh, with um, uh, Buddy on that tour. Oh shit! And it was actually Waylon's seat on the plane. Waylon had the seat on the plane, and Buddy was sick, and he's like, "Okay, let's switch." Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll ride the bus. You take the plane because you're not feeling well. And then he wasn't really feeling well the next morning. So. Yeah. Gosh. Splat. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Randy Rhodes when he decided to fly that plane. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll be a pilot. No, you won't. Yeah. No, it's not. It didn't happen. He was singing over, over the mountain in his head, and he Ooh. hit the mountain. Yeah. Too soon? And Tom yep. Petty, of course, went back to playing bass and traveling Wilburys. So, just in case you didn't know that either. See, it's, for me, though, I don't think guitar and bass is too much of a... No. no. Too much of a leap. It's not, it's, it's I mean, not, obviously, not the strings stretch. are... Whatever. There's some different techniques and stuff like that, but I mean, it's like a Matthew Sweet played bass on half of his records, played bass and guitar on half his records, and then you have somebody come in and play all the lead shit. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, like to switch from like a string instrument to a percussion instrument or to a keyboard, a wind or, instrument, or, or, or a wind <laughs> instrument. I don't know anybody who's done that. Oh, yeah, actually, I do. Um, sort of. I was mentioning Lake Street Drive earlier during our, our pre pre recording conversation about bands, record labels, and so forth. Lake Street Dive, uh, their guitar player, who's, I forget his actual name, they call him Duck. Um, he, uh, Donald? He was, he's originally a, a jazz trumpet player, and he learned guitar for this band. Originally, he didn't, it was just, it was just a, it was a four piece, but it, there was no guitar. It was just trumpet, bass, and drums, and vocals. Wow. And then he, then he picked up guitar, and he's become a really, he's got a really interesting approach. I I've, I've, I've never heard of a, of a, a wind player going to, uh, or horn mm. player going to guitar. But he's got a really, really. He's he's great. He's got a kind of a vintage kind of approach. He's kind of studied like the old Chet Atkins kind of styles and and uh, nice vintage sixty kind of tones and so forth. But yeah, Lemmy went to bass from guitar. Was it because he was terrible at guitar? No, no. He was good at everything. Who who did you play guitar with before? I know he was in Hawkwind. Before, Hawkwind. But he was a bass player in Hawkwind. Hawkwind too, he was a bass player. I yeah. thought, right. No, uh, he, no. He started off. I think he got the gig as a guitar player. Okay, and then he. The, 
Oh no, he got the gig. It was Hawkman. There was bass. It was before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he made the right choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, he changed. He changed. You know, metal. You know, he just changed. You know that 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 approach. You know, you could really do a three piece justice. Oh yeah, that, also like that. having three people make that much sound. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of yeah three pe- three person bands out there, but that was like one that was just like we're gonna play so fucking loud that you're, we're gonna sound like twelve people. Yeah, but I mean, as well, I mean, far yeah. to, to, as far as Garrett's question goes, you know, it, it really it really is fun to switch it up to you know to switch it up and have the you know the drummer come out and sing or the you know. Just something like that to where it's a a big, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, ha- have that, have that. Uh, you know, the, again, making the, the video was very fun because you know we're messing around. It's like here, give me that. You know, switch over here and do that. It's just, it's just not, not only visually, but I mean, you know, it, it, it's kind of stunning when you see a band, you know, be able, you know, that are able to throw. And, and I don't like it when it gets too too muddled. You know, when it's just constant swapping out and. um well, I mean, for the most part, too, in the video, we sort of look like we know what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, I was actually strumming in time and yeah. moving fingers, and you guys were waving the sticks around. And I was playing right-handed, though. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> like over, actually. Yeah. 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 Well, that's okay. Yeah. That's all right. We're, we're, On a left-handed kit. We'll yeah, just cut right. it out. We'll just, yeah. we'll just, there is a band, uh, band Arcade Fire. Uh, Why are we talking about Arcade Fire today? Uh, well, we can cut it out. You're about to find out. I like that band. They, I didn't know this until I went to go see them live. They switch instruments constantly. Which tells me one thing about bands that do that. They're not really good at any one instrument. I know you don't like the band, but I have to I disagree like with you there. Yeah. Well, looks like it's not going to be a white Christmas after, more like a fight Christmas. Hey. Silence. <sighs> what, is, what does Paul Baby always say? Silent night, violent night? It's a spinal tap. What is it? Is it the vocals that annoy you? It's just, I mean, I just don't like that. The songs and, and, you know. I don't know anything about them. I just, I, I just know the name. Yeah. Well, I yeah. played you a couple of their songs. They have, they have that one song um, where, where it's very clearly a tribute to uh, Bruce Springsteen. I hate it. Uh, no, you liked it when I played it to you. I just want to, I just want to hate something, Chad. Let me hate it. Let me hate it. There's really only, only two of the records I listen to. I, I get very, ever get very, even bands that I like, I get extremely finicky with. They won. Best new artist of the year, whatever year that was, a couple of years ago. It was and a little late. It was two years ago. I said, I mean, whatever, whatever year that was. A couple, yeah, I, I, how many years ago? I think was. it was oh two or three when they first broke. Then they got they got a really big boost when David Bowie uh, kind of he didn't discover them, but he he was enamored with them. They did a show together uh, somewhere. Yeah, or then so maybe, what, they, maybe they won best album album of the year or something like that. And then they were like, they showed up on a Dumbo soundtrack. Oh, what's their what's their big hit? What would we know them for? Um, do they have a hit? There's a song called uh, "Suburbs," which is, um, which is on a, the album of the same name, which is kind of a it, it's been described as kind of a Neil Young kind of tribute, but it doesn't sound. It's only the only thing that sounds like Neil Young is a piano on it, which is kind of like uh, after the Gold Rush or something. But um, every song that they have, they, they, they're one of those bands that kind of shifts gears a lot. But if you and, but. Uh, I don't remember that guy's the lead singer's name. He's got a very kind of high wailey voice, which I understand that some people probably don't might might not be to everybody's taste, but I think they're amazing uh, songwriters. They're like Dexie's Midnight Runners if they were <laughs> like from like two thousand. 
That hurts. Like they all look like they're, they're, they're they all look like they're homeless. They all shop at Goodwill. Yeah, they're, and and there's like ten. 10, 10, 19 of them in the band? How many is in the band? There's too many people in the band. Thank yeah. you. Ah, all right. The, that is one one thing I would say. The other thing I'd say, the, their biggest weakness, I think, is they take themselves maybe a little bit too seriously. A little pretentious. Yeah. 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 What's the last CD you bought, Eric? A CD I bought? Last record you bought. Last record I yes. bought? I bought, uh, I bought, um, I was at SIGS and I bought two used Christmas albums. SIGS Lagoon in Houston, Texas by yes, the Continental Club? Yeah. I bought uh, the character, uh, the Carpenters Christmas one, and I bought uh, a, a Jackie Gleason actually Christmas record, and I bought a brand new one. It was like uh, some kind of compilation of blues and soul Christmas stuff. Okay. A, lot, a lot of original stuff on it too. Wow, yeah. Chad, last record you bought? I'm trying to think. That I was can't... like uh, that was the day we filmed the video. Actually, I got, I got oh, there. Yeah, yeah. I went over to the store and bought a couple Christmas records. LPs? Yep. Oh yeah. Good yeah. man. Yeah. I honestly, I'm, I bought my, I bought my mom CDs, but I haven't bought myself a CD in probably over ten years. What'd you buy your mother? Uh, oh, you can't say that. standards. Bill, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Well, I, I, whenever I find a new band that I like, even she's moving away from CDs now. But um, like when, when I got into JD, JD McPherson, I bought yeah. her. She loves JD McPherson. Uh, Lake Street Dive. She loves Lake Street, Lake Street Dive. Yeah, stuff like that. You know, whenever, whenever there's new artists out that she that I think she likes that that she probably hasn't heard, I'll I'll. Uh, I'll she like Bon Jovi. <laughs> just just your. I, 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 I have an album yeah. if you yeah. want. Yeah, you I do. Did, I, I, I can give it to her. In the no, I don't. <laughs> okay. I did buy Leslie that because um, she's not going to hear this until after Christmas. So uh, I did buy her the um, the David Byrne show. Oh, they have a live recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, they had, and, and uh, Thomas had it. That's coming in nice. record form. So, and we had just seen it. So she really liked it. She's going to like that. She likes that stuff. Next question. Band that hasn't had a record out in the wild that you that you want to hear? Laggards. Good, good answer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Beatles. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. kidding. They're all dead. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, have you seen that? Speaking of Beatles, have you seen that Beatles thing? You see, I haven't seen the whole video yet. I'm gonna. Oh my god! Peter Jackson put out. Yeah. Oh my god! What's the name of it? It's it's uh, they're, they're they're redoing. You remember the, the movie Let It Be? Yeah. Um, which is notorious for being kind of a depressing film because it supposedly shows them breaking up and there's arguments in it and stuff. Uh, Peter Jackson, who directed the Lord of the Rings films, yeah. Well, for the people, this is too, I did, that, the, that's the what I'm asking. The Frighteners. So huh? they they yeah. they gave him the animator. Come on. They gave him the keys to the kingdom, and he went and got all this. There's, there's hours and upon hours of 56, footage. Fifty six hours. Yeah, of there's a ridiculous amount of. But most like, of it, it's like a slapper cast episode. <laughs> obviously, most of it was never used, and uh, they went through it. And there's just all this fun crap that nobody's ever seen before. And just you know, yeah, the band was on. They were starting to break up at that point, but they hadn't. They were at least a year away still from sure. the, the actual breakup. And uh, they're just having fun. And most of the, the footage they show is just really exhilarating to see. So they weren't lying. They've been talking about this for years. It's like, oh, you won't believe it when you see it. It's so, and people are like, yeah, right. Let it be. Let it be was so so, so depressing. How could mm-hmm. it possibly be true? But and it looks really great. And of course, they've they've restored all the footage. It's this gorgeous color film that looks like it was filmed yesterday. Yeah, it's trippy. So yesterday. That's where I was going. So what was a uh, uh, so, band that you'd want to hear? Yeah. Um, and it, and it could be the Beatles. It could be no. I don't could, know. I mean, somebody. Yeah, they could be dead. Yeah, I think the. Poli- I would love to hear the police do a new record. 
And Actually, it, and and to my first question, you know, lastly, I bought uh, the Ghost in the Machine uh, mm-hmm. and a new, I think it's a new Eddie Vedder re- record, and uh, and I bought a Motorhead, another live Motorhead, and uh, Neil Diamond record the other day. And I got to tell you, <laughs> oh my God, Eddie Vedder, I never thought I would like Pearl Jam, and I was wrong. I like Pearl Jam. Mm. Never owned a lot of their stuff. But I saw his his solo record and I bought it. I said, you know, guy can write a song. That guy can sing. That guy can, oh my God, goosebumps. Just mm-hmm. like, really? But, yeah. Huh. I, yeah. He's one of those guys I have a lot of, I haven't, I've never really listened to the, that, that was, stuff. That was, my, I, that was my thing, but I'm in Cactus yeah. Records and I just, I spend, you know, just hours up and down the, uh, just stacks of records. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a record that, must be listened to um but the police um the ghost of the machine oh my god oh yeah. my god yeah. just gorgeous i just record. forgot you know because i haven't had that in years haven't had that record in years and was it uh just a regular record regular or is it like an expanded version kind of thing or just a regular, regular yeah. is there an expanded version i don't know there should be should be i don't even know if i've ever heard a police bonus track i was oh, thinking i'd like to hear a new xtc record that would be nice oh wow I just thought of them. Because, band uh, I do not think of. Well, because because Todd Zuckerman from drummer for Sticks, who's a who's a buddy, posted that he had bought um, uh, uh, Skylarking, Oranges and Lemons, and uh, uh, None Such, and the two Apple Venus things on vinyl from some company in England. Of course, I jump on that website, all fucking sold out. <laughs> and they were they, they were they were cheap too. They were like eighteen. Dollars, I mean, 18 euro, so it was like 20, 25. $23, $25. Yeah. I was like, I should buy the whole thing. And they're like, sold out. Re- all completely remastered, all the whole nine yards. So, yeah. Oh, well. But uh, I don't even know what, what is Andy up to these days, I wonder. He did a, he did a, um, he and Robin Hitchcock did a, a little EP together recently that they, they worked on. Apparently, they, there was something they were working on in their free time for years. My good buddy, Robin Hitchcock, who I performed with. You did. That's right. Yeah, at the at the at the Continental and Austin. Oldie right? show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's still. I, I was talking with with Patrick about this the other day that he he and his girlfriend Emma Emma Swift. I keep forgetting her his girlfriend's name. I think it's Mariah Carey. Yeah, but they they their Patreon game, as I was telling him, is like really strong. They'd have a really really uh, really uh, solid strategy for their Patreon content. Mm. But. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there was something else. I was Speaking say of that. Patreon, we yeah. need to, uh, and I think we've decided that our Patreon, which we we're eternally grateful mm-hmm. to all of you, but our Patreon crew are going to get our record as a download very, very it's soon. Responsible. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're trying to push that, but we're not going. The 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 release date for the re- for everybody else is going to be pushed down the road a little bit. Yeah, we're uh, so we, we we haven't we haven't got specifics. We do know that we're you know Paul's working, uh, Paul's working extremely hard at, at at this very moment on you know mixing and our friend Chris Longwood, who's been, just been just been amazing. His his mastering skills are just beyond yeah. what I had expected. I, yeah. I I knew he was good, but when you hear it, yeah. You know, so so we're, we're we're getting that and we're pushing this up the hill and we're tr- we're working as fast as we can to get this out. So we want to say you know a special thank you to our Patreon crew and uh, just just to to know that we are going to get you a download as fast as possible. 
uh, also, we're so you know, so we're working on right now what we were working on today before uh, Slappercast '99 um, started to uh, hit the hit the hit the tapes. We uh, so we're working on trying to get that release release date and you know put something together, put something special together. So we'll we probably can... get it before you get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I, I Probably. was just yeah. Um I was just listening I mean obviously I listened to the mix a lot when 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 uh, Chris first sent us the master but the more I it's one of those things like I more I listen to it cuz I listen to a different what mix. The mix first, sorry. I'm jumping ahead. Every day is Christmas since you're gone. Our latest single. Um I you know I listen to it in my car, I listen to my little little Bluetooth Wonderboom speaker, I've listened to it in my earbuds on, on my computer. On your donkey oh. going to Bethlehem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just playing out on my phone. And I I just I, I was lying, I was sitting up in bed, like checking to make sure that you could add song. I forget exactly what I was doing. I was checking promotions or checking stats or something, and the song started playing. And I was like, "Man, this sounds really fucking good." It's just it, just in my earbuds. I'm like, it sounds so warm and just rich. I like a nice you warm really, sound on a song. I don't yeah. like it to sound like digitally brittle and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah. So, and it does sound like that. <laughs> the, the, it does sound rounded. Mm-hmm. You get a nice round tone. It really does. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's nice because we have all have input. I like that when we got the first mix from Paul, you chimed in with, and you chimed in, and then we were able to come back with a thing, and then Paul immediately was able to 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 balance that out and give mm-hmm. it to Chris. It's just it's just nice that you know we don't have oh, okay yeah sounds good. Everybody had a and it wasn't just hey drums or hey bass you know it wasn't that although mm-hmm. it kind of was for me but yeah well <laughs> no no but that's not it, it, that's not done out of out of ego that's done out of Love for the love for the well, for the sound of the song and the sound of the band because <laughs> yes. I think the sound of the band is a little bit different. Yeah, but like too, we so. said to our good friend uh, Ash, sound. You know, we said you know the, the band the the drummer is the that's your that that's your ride. You're riding on that. Don't you know? Yeah. Can I tell you something about? Uh, uh, I wish uh, uh, every day is Christmas since you're gone. Yeah. From my buddy Mark Riddell, our friend Mark Riddell, who I've been playing with all this last couple of weeks. He said, and I quote, did Paul mix this? And I said, yeah, we did it at Paul's studio, and we had the guy, Christopher Longwood, mastered it. He's like, this is the best thing I've heard him do. And Mark's worked with Paul for I know, a for, number of years. That's shocking. You didn't, you, I didn't know that. Well, that's just, that's just that's news. Yeah. It's a new thing for Slapper. Breaking here on Slappercast 99. Wow. So and, and Mark's, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, Mark's, Recorded and, and, and played with everybody, everybody and yeah. he's been in a, a bunch of studios, and he's like, this is the best thing I've heard, Paul. That's yeah. what I was going to say about Mark, is not only is he, a, you know, he obviously a great ear, but he, he's, a, he's a beast as far as just one of the most sought-after bass players in Houston, mm-hmm. and Austin, too. I mean, he's played with all those. I mean, just yeah, his, a, a, another resume Who was- rascal. I, th- I first remember meeting him when he and Matt Johnson came to see us at Fado. I'm trying to remember who there was. Was it Stinson? Was it Mike Stinson? They were there. Yes. Yes. Because I think they're playing Antones or something. Or they just came over in a break. I have. I've some, I think Mark Mark Scott must have because that's how why I remember this because there's some shots of them in the audience going ah, <laughs> as they're watching us play, and then they <laughs> ran off back to wherever they wherever they were playing. So I have to see, I have to see if I can dig up those photos. Anyway. Yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. That was he really was nice. very, very praised, very much praised the uh, sound of the of the recording. So, yeah, 
Yeah, That's great, but again, it, uh, not just letting it letting it lie because it did sound good, but it was nice that we put a little input in it, sent it back, got it back, get back what you want, get yeah. back versus the yeah, the, you know, because we, we, Paul Paul's another highly sought after engineer. You know, when you when you want something done right, you know, you really you got to go get a professional, and he's so he works with a lot of people, so he's just going to send you, you know, what you know as best as he can get close you know, he doesn't know every every you know single you know molecule of, of, of every piece that's going to come through so you give him a little direction and man and he understands yeah he understands the, the color of music the space that's needed mm-hmm. the 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 textures that are are you know that really 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 fortunate to have all these people on there yeah. I, th- I think i think what, the, what paul does great is that he mixes to where it sounds good, and then we all have a different sound in our head of what we want it to sound like. And it's not just us, it's other artists, I'm sure. And like you just said, you say, no, and we, we, we showed him that uh, that Black Sabbath song, like, looking for more of this kind of sound. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, okay, I get it. I hear what you're looking for. You know, and he and he, and he just said, it's like, yeah, that's exactly what we're looking mm-hmm. for. But he's definitely that kind of, you know, I'm going to get you to here, and then you tell me what you want, and then we'll get it up to here. Yeah, up to here. yeah. yeah. I, sorry, I keep thinking this is like the opposite or where that was completely <laughs> went the wrong way. It was the story we've told on the show before, but when they were mixed, when Metallica was mixing, um, justice for, justice all. for all. Yeah. Where the, I forget the, the engineer's name, but the mixing engineer had it all done. It was like, it was, it was perfect. It was beautiful. And then, and then uh, Lars came in and fucked it all up. <laughs> that doesn't sound like Lars. <laughs> <laughs> Lars fucked something up. Yeah. yeah. I wish they would let him go back and do his mix. I think that would be so cool. They not did. That, there, and, and I'm not, oh, they did? Yeah. yeah there, there's there a is mix a, out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know that some of, there were some fan fixes that you, I think, didn't you tell me that? We talked about it. Yeah. yeah. They call it and Jason for all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, it, but is there an official one now? Oh, I don't oh, not from official. a dollar. No, no, no. Okay. No, That's no, what no. I mean. Like, but there is one out there that, that is, yeah, uh, yeah. is they've, passable they've, for, they've, for being a, a finished how did they, record. How did they get the, did they find the isolated bass tracks or something? Or yeah, hands on just the, remastered? On, on the uh, on the uh, thing and just, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Somebody must have done it. And I'm not even a fan of that band or that record. I just, that story is, is legend now as being, you know. I liked one the, the record because it was, it was, uh, it was just nice to see a band take that, take the, the three minute, four minute, five minute hit, and make turn it into a, mm-hmm. it, it, it kind of turned it into a storyline. Nearly, you know, there was big, 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 epic parts, and uh, it it just seemed like they were, you know, I only liked it because it just seemed like they were trying to do math problems, and and and, and a rock song at the same time. But there was there was there was pieces in it where there was nice, and mm-hmm. um, and I, I was a big fan of Jason New since I've seen him many, many, many times, and I uh, great performer. And so, so the the part I liked about the record, I knew where they were going. Part I didn't like, obviously, was they took the, you know, the second best player out of the record. Mm. You know, yeah, shit on them. So yeah, did, did, how many um, how many records have you bought where they were remixed, and you've bought them because they were remixed? <laughs> oh, n- never because they were remixed. Just because I hadn't got them anymore, and the, the remix was there. You know, it was yeah. never. I never went in search of. Have you ever picked up a record that you'd previously owned that was remixed and you were like, what the hell happened? Like, this is Oh, wrong. no. Uh, not that I can, not off the yeah. top of my head. 
I guess it depends on the, the has that ever happened to you? Like you no, hear Rick's mix, bought, oh, they screwed it up. No, I bought, um, I, I did buy Pet Sounds. I bought the stereo mix and I told some friends about, oh, no, no, the mono mix is way better. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's a fair Are argument, you? I guess, but I just. Oh, yeah. I don't give a shit. It bugs me. And this maybe is because I, I, I do mix, but it's bugged. It's, it, it's something I've noticed really early on. Like, like the fir- very first time I ever knew what the difference between mono and stereo was is when I discovered Sgt. Pepper being my favorite, favorite record growing up. I had a mono copy of it. I didn't know it was mono until I went out and bought a new copy of it in the mid eighties. Cause that's the only in the, by that point, the only version you could buy in stores was stereo. Yeah. <laughs> and there were huge differences. Maybe not everybody would notice it. I certainly so noticed it. The huge differences in the, between mono and stereo mixes back then because they were completely different mm-hmm. um, and nothing was automated back then it was all by hand so there were, sure. there's going to be differences anyway but uh, that sort of thing but I've, I've gotten remixes recently of um, uh, like the, there was a remix of Quadrophenia which I think they've a now remix or a remaster a remix. remix they've done both but there was a remix that came out and I think that Pete Townsend oversaw that came out a while back and it sounds good, but it's the, the the thing that annoys me is when they go back and they take things out that I loved, and they're not now they're not there anymore. Like there's a this song on on Quadrophenia called uh, uh, "Dirty Jobs" or something like that, where there's the sound of a of a of a sea line that comes up at one point, like rrr, rrr, rrr. nice. And I gotten so used to hearing that, and I guess it bugged the hell out of Pete. So it's not there, and I'm like, damn it. Yeah, that's and for a while. Like, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, when they, when they yeah. change stuff, it's like when George Lucas went and fucked up the first three Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah, all that it's very much like superfluous nonsense. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing? As long as because on streaming, that's its point. I think it, maybe that was the only version of Quadrophenia that was on Apple Music at the time, and I was like, shit, I had to go dig out my CD just so I could put put the copy up that I liked. Yeah. But it's it's different when like there's all Beatles remixes coming out now, and those are secondary. To, they're never going to replace the original stuff they're, they've been remastered but they're not gonna have the new mixes be the new version of that thing that type of thing that's fine i mean if you want to do that just fucking re-record the whole thing well, lazy bastards i mean sometimes i, I mean that's honestly so harsh. there are remixes or i think i i are really a, a lot of fun tony visconti has gone back and he's in the process of remixing just for fun just for the the discovery aspect of it um, probably everything he's done with Bowie. Wow. I so, think Cheap Trick did a, they did like the Steve Albini sessions or whatever. We heard those. I haven't heard them, but I've heard. Holy them. smokes. Yeah. The what? The, the Steve Albini sessions. It's like, uh, he's a producer. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think they went in, I think they record, they re-recorded, um, some of their, you know, hits. And it's just like, <laughs> everything's turned up and it sounds fucking great. I mean, it's just like, is fucking loud and yeah, it's aggressive. I love it. It sounds thing. like it. You know, you hear their original hits on the records, and they're very tame. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a rock band, but they're very tame. And these are just like, we're a rock band. Now it's a rock. Band. Pay attention yeah. to us. Yeah, you know, kind of. A so, thing. so mm-hmm. uh, records right now, off top of your head, who would who would you want to? What record would you want remixed right now? Remixed. Yeah, a record. I could tell you a song I want remixed. What's that? The Beatles again, Old Brown Shoe, which is my favorite. I used to cover it. Yeah, one of my favorite George Harrison Beatles songs. It that it's all it's all, the mix has always been terrible. His his, want, his vocal is yeah. buried in. It's like and and they just came out with the White Album remix, which is it's around from that time. I was like, why? And then Old Brown Shoe. There's a like a a rehearsal of Old Brown Shoe on it, but not a remix of the song. Mm. So um, that's still needed. 
Out of a whole record, though, that's a good question. Yeah, what would you? I don't know, let me think about that. For well, a okay. Well, mine, mine is uh, well, the first two Iron Maiden records really? because uh, Steve Harris has been forever bitching about, and, and he's right too. The first Iron Maiden record, which some people still believe is their best, I think it's a great record. I, I, of course, I like every, uh, I like most things by Iron Maiden, but that Iron Maiden record sounds to me. I, it, I didn't need Steve Harris to tell me that it sounded weak. It sounded thin. The guitar sounds were, and it had that punk kind of crisp, you know, bright, way, way, way too bright. You know, the guitars weren't heavy enough. The bass wasn't heavy enough. The drums didn't, you know, just, mm. but I think that record, and I, and, and I, I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to, I think, I think he has to do it. It's such a great record. And the songs are so, I mean, uh, Remember Tomorrow and Phantom of the Opera, just songs like that that need to be that yes. need to be maidenized. You know, mm-hmm. they need to be. Anyway, I, I, I thought of that. I've, I've thought of that many times, but, you know, in this conversation, we, you know. Actually, the only one that comes to mind is that Black Sabbath Live Evil record. That just didn't, that record could have been, it just didn't sound right. Yeah, I, I And I that's agree. the one that they, Tony and Geezer say this happened, Ronnie and Vinny say this happened. Yeah. And, Ronnie finally, the one thing that I, I kind of believe is that Ronnie finally said the engineer was an alcoholic and he just kind of fucked up the, you know, we come in and, and, and change things. And then he would go back and think that he hadn't changed them and change them again. <laughs> Listen to that record. It just doesn't sound good. I mean, like, you know, when you hear a live record, you can actually hear the audience, yeah. whether or not they turn it up or not. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> like they're He's like, doing a fake. Yeah. It's like crowd. It's like, yeah. Like that loud. They, the audience is that loud. And yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're playing stadiums and stuff like that. And just the the guitar, it just sounds kind of overly fast. Ah, fucked up. Anyway, I'm not yeah. going to talk about it. But I did like, like the drum sound on it on the, on that record. The drums sound pretty good on yeah. that. They don't. I think the drums on Mob Rules are sound awesome. Yeah, and then uh, like the first two first two Dio solo records, Vinny drums sound good. Then when you get to the third and fourth ones, it's uh, they, they sound kind of like. Um, Kind of compressed, but he was going through a bunch of different companies at that time, yeah. too. So, Vinny, um, can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my favorite things about the the new uh, remixes that Vis- Tony Visconti has been working on, he, he went back and he, he remixed the entirety of Lodger, he remixed the entirety of Space Oddity, and there's oh, and, and Man of Soul of the World is the most recent one, which I haven't heard yet. Uh, but he went back at Space Oddity, which he did that record, he didn't do that song. Um, there's a whole story about how he refused to to produce that song with Bowie because he thought it was a cheap, you know, promotional thing. He didn't really understand what because the moon landing was about. Sure, oh yeah, about yeah, the, yeah was yeah. coming up. This whole point, yeah, the whole reason why, not the whole reason, but that was one of the reasons why Bowie wanted to put that song out at, the, at that particular moment. And uh, so he, he remixed it as that was the first thing he put out as for this part of the remix of this whole album. And it's so I, I don't know if I'd prefer it to the original, but the changes he made. Uh, not just to that song, but the whole record. Or, or he went back. One of the coolest things he did is he brought the bass up, which of course I like. But you can't really you can hear the bass in the original mix of Space Oddity. But it's it's when you hear what he did with it and the remix, it's like wow, why didn't he do that before? It's like there's a lot of really funky, cool stuff going on in the rhythm section of that song. But the one with another change he made, which I think is funny, there's a song in that record called Unwashed and Somewhat Slightly Dazed, and which is if you listen to the original, there's a lot of harmonica on it. Like really long harmonica solos. Mm-mm. Tony went back and took almost all of that out 
and replaced it with guitar solos, which were there and just buried in the mix. I, I love like, you, Tony. That was pretty cool. And yeah. I just, I got to think that's something that's just been bugging him for, for 50 yeah. years. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the harmonica out. I, I, I just like, it was such, that's the most dramatic change I, I noticed on the record was like, Oh, the harmonica's gone. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But, but besides liking something like that, you like, okay, so we, so we took the, we took the harmonica part out that no one liked. Apparently. I don't know. I don't know. It never bothered me, but once he took it out, I was like, I think I know why I got rid of it. Yeah. Why do you think that they are doing this? Why do you think people are releasing remixed albums? Besides money, just think. Just, I don't just, think. Yeah, think it's, it's just for money. It's fun. I mean, I would. I. I you know. Don't you think that's kind of like? I don't know. They're kind of cheapen. The actual, the original. I don't know. I, no, I, I, I think. Imagine, imagine you're in a, you know, you're in an Egyptian tomb. You know, I mean, you really want to. You want to see what's in every yes. You you want to go down every single yes. pathway. You want to uncover everything. Yeah, and I just think that there's there's ways of of uh, of looking at stuff, hearing stuff mm-hmm. when you when you change your like we did with Paul. You know, we, we just you know we need we need more space. We need bigger drums. We need mm-hmm. you know uh, we need a brighter bass. We need a more growling bass, or we need a. I mean, all that stuff is. Is you're just you're 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 not you're not just looking at the song or at the song or at the song. I mean, you're really getting to you know yeah, get in there. You know, especially for these historical like these old things that happen. It's it's kind of like it's almost like bootleg tracks or getting finding an alternate take of something because I love that kind of stuff where you get to hear an earlier version or earlier version of a song where the arrangement's not quite worked out yet. Or sometimes when they remix stuff, there might actually be a completely different vocal take that they found that they put in and things like that. I just love to hear it as, as a different, like you say, like a different insight into, into the, the song as a whole or the project as a whole of the album and so forth. Um, yeah, not, not to, and sometimes it's, it is a remix is needed to make it better. Like Tony Visconti's remix of Lodger, for example, there's not a lot of dramatic changes on that one. He just makes kind of made the mix richer and fuller, you know, and Fair that, enough. that kind of stuff is cool. That probably wouldn't bother me listening to that in replacement of the old one. But as long as they're not replacing the original, especially if it's a classic album that's been out for decades, yeah, you, know, that's, that's the you don't want to. Yeah. Raises my concern. That, that's why quad, the quadrophenia thing pissed me off initially. Cause for a while that was the only version you could Where's find. Where's the fucking seal? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That, that wasn't the only difference. <laughs> Damn it, Pete! The Talking Heads did it too. There's a remix of Stomach and Sense that I I can't stand. It's been it's been this that 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 now is the only version of the album you can find is that mm. remix. Like, I do not like that. I understand. I'll I'll let them know. Yeah. Just, just just write your complaints down. I'll put them. I'll put them up. <laughs> but anyhow, well, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, so so coming you know as steering straight into the new year uh any any resolutions any changes any besides touring the fucking world and getting out and well i definitely need to lose my pandemic <laughs> i lost 30 pounds lost 30 pounds last year i put 15 back on now so i've got to get back on the horse i lost 16 oh wait i lost yeah i lost 16 last year and i gained 17 (laughs) yeah i you're not alone i didn't count before and i still haven't counted and i still don't give a fuck there you go so i don't it doesn't seem like you've gained any weight since i started because you're the one 
the one. I mean, at least I know. We're the only one independent exercises anymore. Well, you haven't. Yeah, you you still got your routine. You you didn't lose the gym or anything like that, like I did. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, Jim and I were never close. No, I, I, I have to. <laughs> I have to get up and I have to, I have to run. I, and I have. There's been a lot of days that I haven't run. I had a streak of fifty something days where I ran every right. fucking day, and that was tremendous. And then I stopped. I said, "Well, that was good." And I stopped doing it, and I, you know, so um, no, I, I really don't care uh, about weight. I don't care about. Uh, I, I just, I love to exercise. I said to Ash, my friend Ash Sohn, mm-hmm. <laughs> I said to Ash, good I said, Ash, I would, lo- yeah, my good friend, uh, I would love to play drums, but I really, truly cannot sit. And it was funny. It, 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 it was funny with the, it was funny with the, with the, with the video. And like I was commending you guys at the beginning of the thing because I, I thought the energy was great. You guys were that, but yeah. I had hurt my back, and it's still not, it's still not back to normal. It's still not healed. And I was kind of looking at myself, watching the video, going, "Oh yeah, you're oh, kinda, so I'm you weren't jumping stiff. around so much, yeah." Yeah, I was like, you know, I was like, um, no backflips for you. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll. but it was it was great because it wasn't. Uh, I think, you know, if we had done the video you know, years back, I think uh, with one of us standing still, I think everybody would would have stood still. But you know, I mean, there was no, no, no it was great fun, mm-hmm. and it was really it was fun to do. Jason did a great job. Mm-hmm. Jason, you. Um, did did a fantastic job on on editing and and rapid time too. Yeah, I mean, there was no time. We yeah. got it back in no time, which was great because we had Fairy Tale of New York and all that stuff. So you know, uh, so so I, I, so so there's. I'm hearing no New Year's resolutions or nothing. Well, I, mean, I definitely want to get healthy again. Well, I, I know you said that, but um, but I know you don't mean it for now. I mean, gosh, I mean, <laughs> I know you're right. I, I I just want to see us, you know. God, I mean, get back out, you know, and keep moving. And I mean, we're already in a great, we're right, we're working at a good clip now. I, I really dig what's happening now. I just want to keep it going. You know? Sure. Uh, and, and, and the final question, I've got nothing else after this. I promise you mm-hmm. zero. So after Christmas, little rehearsal, what would you think about turning the cameras on and having our Patreon friends join us for a, yeah. You know, you know, a few bars. It's, of a song, gift, it's the, it'll be the, uh, uh, one, two, three, four, fifth day of Christmas. My true love gave to me. Yeah, blaggers on video. <laughs> five gold rings. Well, yeah, I mean, but let's do five golden showers. Five golden showers. <laughs> five golden cock rings. <laughs> <laughs> and you asked. You asked. I did not. And I'll now take it back. Shall I retract. Receive. It's I the retract. season of giving. Uh, complete change of subject. I just remembered oh. something. Relating to Ash, Stone. no more cock rings, I guess. Remember when he he mentioned the musician Terry Reed that whom you, mm. you were familiar Looked with? Up. Yes, yeah, so did I. Yeah, and uh, he's one of those guys I can't believe I'd never heard of him before. But the thing that really jumped out at me immediately was like, wow, Robert Plant completely stole that vocal style from him, <laughs> or at least they they influenced each other, I guess, but very similar style. But see the th- go ahead. I, I I just think Terry Reed is a better singer. He's better at it. Yes, I think he's got a better voice. I but yeah, that's all. Well, I was going to say too, and the, the one thing that Ash was saying when he heard that story was he couldn't believe that those guys were waiting on John Lennon. Mm-hmm. And when I talked with Spencer Davis at NAM a bunch of years ago, he said the same exact thing. Basically, like there was a couple pubs, yeah, where all those guys you mentioned went to. it recently. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, all those guys went to there, so it's completely. Mm-hmm. realistic that yeah. you'd turn around from the bar and your drink and there'd be John Bonham talking with Keith Moon. Mm-hmm. There'd be John and Paul talking with 
you know, Pete Townsend or whoever, mm-hmm. yeah. or, um, you know, Eric Burden was hanging out or Spencer Dave or, or Terry Reed. John or, Bon Jovi. Oh, John. <laughs> Strangely. Jesus yeah. Christ. That's exact. <laughs> I'm just trying to tie up the loose ends. Well, my comment on him. Yeah. So the comment that I wrote down was, I said something like, Jesus, John, you know, you don't hear a bunch of Irish guys singing. That's Amore. Stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, don't, don't. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get to know? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, anyway. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? I think we were, I think we were talking about just en- ending the year and possibly our lives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, great. So uh, maybe so yeah, so yeah, so maybe next week we can give, bring, the, give the folks some footage of uh, just, you what know, we just, do behind the scenes when we're not. Yeah, it's just I, I'd like to just show them just a little. You know, I, I maybe I'll spring a riff on you. We'll jam it and we'll you know you know what I mean. Just just kind of not you know we've been knocked off our schedule. We've been knocked off our playing. We've been knocked off our. Are you know there 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 is no studio there is no time to go and you know we've we've been staying at home and doing our thing and just trying to be as good as we can be apart. But I I just think it would be kind of fun to 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 throw a you know just 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 a riff together and just see see what we can make grow from that moment and just bring our Patreon friends in and to see if we you know yeah they might they might not like it they may like it and we something might spring from it you know um but i just think it would be kind of cool because i i i again i I, it's you know a band is so much fun when you have working parts you know that work with uh you know that work with each other obviously like you know like 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 cogs you know or you know just when, when you have that you know, and I believe that we have that. I know that we have that. The, the Christmas song was a was a glaring result of, you know, three people in a room going, "Yeah, uh, we can make that that work," and and even if it's not a song yet, we can beat it into one. With you know, we all have sticks and we all have time. And we just beat it into a song. We did, and it, you know, so, and also we took it from five and a half minutes. To three minutes something, so that was that was good too. So um, yeah, I just like to. I, I've been we, we've we've mentioned it before, so I think right after Christmas we'll uh, we'll do a live, we'll make it a thing, or, 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 or we'll, yeah, a thing. We'll do we'll do some kind of recording and just bring our Patreon folks in there and kind of show them how it's done, how, how we how we'd like to do it. And, uh, and I, I I especially want to to wish everybody a, uh, a very 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 happy Christmas <laughs> and. Uh, I want to say thank you to, you know, to everybody for, you know, there's so many people to thank and, uh, you know, starting with Jeff Duncan, you know, just, you know, everybody that's been, uh, following us on, on this thing, watching this thing, sharing it and telling your friends and, you know, and then, you know, from Declan over in Ireland and from David Carr and the Kathy and Peter and yeah. Ellen and Brian and just, Jay Holland for putting fucking wheels on the, uh, literally putting wheels on the bus to go round and round and, uh, you know, on and on and on and on. I mean, so much, so much generosity, so much, so much, uh, you know, Lori for selling all this stuff for us and, you know, uh, Leslie, Julia, Judy, everybody for doing such, you know, keeping us, keeping us alive and keeping us sane and mm-hmm. keeping us, you know, mm-hmm. just thank you, everybody. We're, we've been, We've been we're we're extremely lucky to know you, and we hope to to come visit you. You know, live do this thing 
exactly. do this thing right for you. Yeah. Yep. Yes, we do. All, All right. right, kids. Yeah. Well, we have <laughs> one more show this year, right? Yes, sir. And that'll be the 100th show. Yeah. And it'll be released after New Year's. That's right. That'll be the yeah. New Year's That's show. That's right. Yeah. This is next week's show. Yeah. I forgot what, what, what's the schedule. Right yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm by, yeah. Yeah. January 5th, I think, is going to be. So, yeah. Happy New Year. Next, oh, yeah. next week. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy New Year. Kwanzaa is happening. Twelfth night's happening. Actually, it'll be released on eleventh night. If you're keeping Good track. God, I'm not. Keeping or maybe track. it is twelfth night. It depends on how you look at things. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Thank you all. Merry Crimble. Thank you, Eric C. Hughes. Thank you, Chad Rich Smalley. We'll talk to you all very, very soon. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Yes, sir.